Welcome to the Upstaging Gentleman Podcast. This is Michael with Play With Your Food Productions. And Nathan Prince with Legendary Productions. So thanks for listening today. So uh, Nathan, what do, what do we got today? Well, we had a, we actually had a listener submit a question we're going to read today. Um, we'll start out with this one. It's kind of a two-part, but we'll start out with this one. What are some ways to network when you feel like you've reached a plateau? Which we kind of talk about a little bit in some of our podcasts, but... I think we're going to spend some time on that today. Well, that's that's one that's going to come up. That's true. Like, constantly you know, that'll, that'll, that's that's yeah. Because um, I think you know it's full of plateaus. Careers are full of plateaus. Revolving door. It's always going to come up. Probably. Yeah. And you know what? Just the fact that you recognize that you're in a plateau and that you want to get out of a plateau, you know, right right off the start, mm-hmm. that's huge because many people won't. They they either won't recognize that they're in the plateau or they won't um, necessarily feel the need to get out of it. They will just maintain the status quo hmm. and, and, and be happy with that. But if you're, you know, really wanting to grow and you're wanting to take the next step up, that's what it's always going to be. I mean, it's like you climb the mountain, you reach the top, take a breath and then start in on the next one. Yeah. And so recognizing, okay, we are at the plateau right there. So then what happens? So you've, you've obviously, to realize that you're at a plateau must have meant that you maybe you reached some sort of a goal like you you accomplished whatever it was that you were going to accomplish then what now and so i th- i think you know, right off right off the bat it's it's sitting there and saying okay so i i hit this goal what is my next goal going to be like what do i want how do i see growth going here and and what is it exactly um that you know, you're, you're plateauing with, I mean, are you a director and you're, you're um, just, you, you're doing many of the same shows, you're a producer, you're doing many of the same shows, or you're an actor and you want to branch out. So, or, or, you know, what, what type of an artist are you and what plateau did you reach? So you get there thinking through it, what, what now, and then reassessing, setting new goals. Um, I remember like the, the first time I ever directed a Shakespeare show, like to me, that was like huge. I I didn't think you know when I was just very early director, like Shakespeare was something. It was just oh that would be just so unattainable for me. I could never ever do that. And then all of a sudden, boom, I did it. And then it was like wow, what now? What's next? Right. Like what what is the next thing that I think is off limits for me? What could I what could I do here? Um, you want to chime in there? Yeah, I'm. I I two similar things. I can speak from personal experience. I remember when I was, I think, 15, I was I, I was doing a lot of television film at the time, commercials. And I remember I set this goal. By the age 21, I'm going to be in a feature film, or I think that was the goal I wanted to do, or, or get hired for a featured film, either on, on, on the screen or off the screen. And I ended up getting it at like 17 or 18, and then now all of a sudden my, my brain was crushed. I'm like, what do I do now? What's next? I, I felt like I didn't know where to go. And I think doing what you said is so important where you were constantly trying to raise the bar and grow and just kind of experience or go different avenues to see where it takes you and just go strong and go big and do your best. Um, speaking of kind of plateaus, I think one way to also do that is networking um, by going out to other theaters and forget the word competition. There's healthy competition. We talked about that before, but make these invisible lines disappear. Go support other people doing theater um, or, or art as a whole. 
I have a friend of mine. I just actually just purchased one of his drawings. He just started freehand drawing. He drew me an Indiana picture. Um, when he first started out, it wasn't that great, but he told me, hey, Nathan, I'm selling these. I'm, I'm doing it for an art fair. I would love for you. Um, I love your, your your opinions and thoughts on my on my drawing. An Indiana picture? Indiana Jones. Oh, Indiana Jones. I thought yeah. you meant of the state. See, look right here. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. So, um, um, he, he just told me about it. And I wanted to be supportive. So I purchased one. And I told him I'm going to send him a picture and I want another one. Because I really think it's important to encourage people. Now, I'm not an art um, drawer or paint, painting... Uh, I'm not into that. It's not like my house isn't full of a bunch of Kincaids or very famous paintings on a Mona Lisa or nothing like that. Um, at my house, that's not my style. But to encourage somebody just to say, hey, keep drawing, keep doing your thing, I think is so important. And going to other theaters, like within this last month, I went and saw three different productions at three different theaters. And just going there to support the actors there and truly supporting the producers and directors they're struggling. They're going through the mix as well. And I think there should be more unity in that. And I think that's a good way to get rid of that. Another stepping stone to get rid of that plateau. Go market and go, hey, I'm here to support you. High five. Good job on this. And just be encouraging. And truly, if you have nothing nice to say about it, tell them, keep going, keep fighting the fight. You don't have to lie and tell them something was good that wasn't or tell them things were bad when they weren't. You don't have to act like you're in competition. Now, yes, you're ultimately in a form of healthy competition, but there's only so many rules and so much time. There's plenty of things we could see, and I think it's important to do that, and I think that would help with um, networking would be huge. Going out there, seeing shows, encouraging other people to do art, and then maybe pick up side gigs, maybe something in your wheelhouse that you do well. So if you're a director and you feel like that's a gift that you have, go offer other companies or churches or community centers or places like that go out there and shake hands and be proud of what you're doing people call it an elevator pitch what how much how much can you cover in an elevator to sell them on a project go out there and network i recently just did a project i got hired by this church to go and do um, a, a skit and we added a song into it to help um actually it was this pastor sermon i did that and from that we just grew our audience by t- by 20 people. There's 20 people now coming to see one of our productions. Now they already bought their tickets. That's another avenue of networking. I haven't done yet because part of me goes, this is our theater. We need to be safe and, and build our theater. But really, why are we not as a unit of art doing that together? So I think that's another way of breaking down those barriers. Well, I waited that whole time you were talking to point out the fact that um, you 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 could just compare it, uh, Thomas Kincaid to the Mona Lisa. I really That's like a, Thomas Kincaid. You, really, you must really like Thomas I Kincaid. I do. I actually have two that are really valuable at my house, but I didn't want to. But you don't have the Mona Lisa at your house? No. I'd be in federal prison if I no. did. <laughs> but no, I don't. And I was just saying as art, but you're right, Mike. I don't know. <laughs> I, did, I, I did compare those two. That's the only two art pieces stuff. I know. Like, you must really like him. I don't know any other art pieces. That's you don't know like Picasso? Or, oh, and, I know that. You don't. You know him? There's this batter one or like the shapes and weirdness. Right. Or you, yeah. Or wow. Monet? Nope. You don't know? Nope. No, nope. okay. Well, we'll Okay, sorry. I'll educate me after this, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so networking well, you sh- you should network with some artists. 
That's true. I can learn a lot that way. We learn about I should, that way. and then art can learn about stage production. I can learn about their artwork. You know what? That okay. Let's let's use that as a segue. Okay. Because what if you did that? What if you just networked with some artists, and then all of a sudden it opened a whole new door for you and you're like, wait a minute, how can I learn this new knowledge and this new, like, you know, what can I take from these new friends of mine and use that as a theater game changer for me? Or, I mean, you know, that that's what happens when you, when you network though is, and, and I think that's, that's net when, you know, when you said you have to network to be able to get off that plateau mm-hmm. um, because something's got to happen, you know, to get off the plateau, something needs to get shaken up in your world. Cause you just, you just reached the top. You're at the new level now. And now what? So uh, who are you going to meet next that you're going to take something from what piece of inspiration is going to come flying across from you? And why not artwork? Why not? You know, who, um, what you did that Sunday in the park with George, right? With the artwork. Yeah. Up, up there. Yeah. And what well, I don't know. Uh, what'd you think of that? It was it was it was awesome, and I think it was it was such a cool approach to take creating the the actual drawing and make it become a stage production. It was one of the most challenging things we've ever done at Legendary. Actually, we had projections of three walls. It was it was a it was very challenging, but it was a new idea of taking art and making it become live, like making a painting become life. It was really fun to do, but it was hard. It made me appreciate artists and all the detail that they do. And that's why this gentleman, um, his name's Rich, that drew these drawings. Like he's starting out, but he's doing so good. And I want to encourage him because I can't, I can't even draw stick figures. I'm not that talented when it comes to drawing at all. I am horrible at drawing. And to see someone do as well as he's done just starting out, I want to encourage that. And I think it's, I think it's good to encourage people to do that. So then have you seen the, um, that, Kind of the 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 interactive Picasso yeah thing that you you walk through the exhibit mm-hmm. like dude that's 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 cool I would love to I would love to actually do that sometime. we should do that sometime okay we should do that when it when it tours around I would do that that'd be awesome when it yeah when it when it, when it gets here when it gets here next okay let's we should, do that we should, we should do that um, but yes in the in the sense of networking um, oh yeah we keep getting off topic here it's okay it's like, that happens know, it, it 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 does here. Um, uh, but yeah, so you, you're networking and who are these new people that you're going to connect with that are mm-hmm. going to be your new, um, partners in your new endeavors. And maybe honestly, it's, it's not somebody that you end up working with for years to come, but you, you're meeting them, you're establishing the relationship and, um, and maybe through them, you're meeting even other people, but I'll, I'll just say, it's like, how do you, how do you grow when you're just, stuck in the in the rut and you're not doing anything new you're not meeting any new people how can how do you possibly grow and expand if you're not doing those things well and i think it's as a producer director or owner i think it's hard sometimes not to allow growth but to allow control to go away because you're afraid that no if they do it it's not gonna be done right it won't be the right vision it won't be the right way and even steve and i've been dealing with this a little bit we have people that are reaching out to us a couple people that are are huge into marketing. They have a whole digital marketing service and they're reaching out, just wanting to help. And we're eager to like, yes, please. Absolutely. Thank you. But when it comes down to it, there's still a lot that you have to do to allow that. And I think it's being okay to let people do things sometimes within the right parameters to, but to help you get past this plateau, maybe you're at a point where it's like, Hey, this is where my strength level is ending 
what can I do to bring someone in that goes beyond me or that can educate me or help me? That's that's so huge right there. Like what you just said, saying, hey, this is where my strength level ends. Mm-hmm. Because many people will just, they'll recognize that that's where it ends. And that's where they will end also. That's where you let it die. That's where you yep. let it die. Rather than going out and finding the people that will either do for you what you can't do or will teach you to do those things or will help you to grow you know, to that next level. Sometimes we're, you know, we, we think we're plateauing and we actually are not plateauing. No. We're, um, because, because maybe we haven't finished the climb yet. Yep. And that maybe there's still more to learn. Um, and, and maybe you see yourself kind of coming to the end of the journey there, but, but, you know, you're not there yet. So you have to think like, you know, um, are you really there? Did you really plateau? If you did plateau, what is the next step? Get, you know, just jump right back into it. I mean, what can you vision coming next? And don't be afraid to let go of some control. It's okay to let other people run with your vision. Just make sure it's clear and set good parameters so that they stay within the parameters and create the vision that you're trying to implement. I think that's huge. And and, and you kind of touched on this, Mike, as you were saying, but there's a part two. And that first question was actually from Randall from Tennessee. Um, the next one's... That came in from Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I don't even know them. They actually either accept their request for, so I don't even know how they saw your question. So it's interesting. I actually oh, messaged them back and they haven't gotten back to me. But anyway, uh, the next one um, is from a friend of mine. It kind of ties into this. It says, how do you keep going when it's when it's rough? Like, how do you keep going when it's rough and tough? And I think that's a good segue. Um, I think it comes down to two things. We talked about this in, in one podcast, and maybe they haven't gotten to that one yet. Um, but perseverance, if it's your dream and vision, go for it, run strong and run hard. And and Mike, I, I, I know you own a dinner theater, and we've talked about this a little bit, but there's got to be, and I know I could elaborate on some too, there's got to be times with a dinner theater of things that come up that just seem impossible or or are impossible. Are there are there examples or stories of that that you could tie in and maybe show how you overcome them or how you haven't and you're still trying to figure it out? Is there anything like that? Well, my first, yeah, my first time doing a dinner theater, like I learned so much, hmm. and um, I don't know, I I I can't really say I necessarily felt beat up in the process, but it's like you know you don't know what you don't know. And you're you're going into it, and I'll I'll tell you some stuff about dinner theater that you might not have thought of before, or that um, you know your everyday person doesn't think about because it's you know they're not supposed to think about it. They're supposed to be sitting there enjoying the show, but they don't <clears throat> realize you know what's going on behind the scenes. Right. So my my first experience was to partner with this local restaurant. And mm-hmm. this was before I had my own place, before we had our own people cooking for us. And we partnered with the restaurant and there was a mutual person, you know, speaking of networking, who, uh, you know, reached out and said, hey, there's this uh, restaurant, you know, they're looking to maybe move into this and try a dinner theater and and uh, is an Italian place. And, you know, it's really, really nice. And we've, we've been there to eat together. Um, really nice, really good food. But the owner there, had never done a dinner theater before. And it was just something that he was interested in doing. And, you know, in all fairness, I had not done a dinner theater before. Right. And so right right there, you, you got two people that are 
wanting to go into it together and uh, that's a recipe for things are gonna you know potentially go wrong a lot right. of stuff went right too but yeah that's not interesting we want to talk about the stuff that goes wrong <clears throat> so I'm getting the performers together right mm-hmm. and um well one of the one of the people that was here was John our sound man who you know he was doing a stand-up comedy act and to get John to do this you know I had to say okay John what do you need to come in and do this? And he was doing a stand-up comedy show because he uh, – or a stand-up comedy act because actually part of the dinner theater involved a stand-up comedian in it. You oh. know, it was one of those, like, you know, a murder mystery type thing. And, and one of the, the – you know, there were a bunch of different performers and things, and one of them was a stand-up comedian. And so I was like, okay, well, we actually want to get a stand-up comedian to come in and uh, be able to do a stand-up bit. So I get John, and, and, and John is – skeptical at at best to to come in and and do this and um but he's gracious enough to do this but he's he's like okay so here is the thing when i'm performing there is nobody eating right because we don't want the clinking and clanking of plates and when people start eating they stop paying attention to the show and eating is a social activity you want to talk to people while you eat. want to say hey pass me that pass me this and all the you know you, you're going to lose the silence in the room when the eating starts. So I was like, okay, so let's let's put this on here. No eating during um, John's stand-up comedy performance. And so, you know, we get to the night of the show, and here's John is performing, and five minutes into his routine, and, and he is killing it with the audience. The audience is loving this. And I'm standing by the doorway, five minutes in, Boom, the food starts to come out and the the door flies open. You have this guy, hey, who wants a lasagna? And and John's just like looks over at me and I'm like, I, and I, I jump in front of the car. So I'm like, no, you cannot do this. You cannot serve that food right now. This is a performance. The food comes out when the performers are off the stage and you got the, the, the chef comes out and he's like, uh, look, I'm not serving cold lasagna. This is going out right now. And I'm like, wow. this is against the agreement that we had. This is not supposed to come out right now. And so, but he, you know, pushes past me and he starts serving this food and um and pretty soon you know john is looking at me like what is going on and and just as you know john had predicted hey pass me that oh good i had the lasagna no i had the spaghetti please let's switch that and it's very noisy over it but that's one of the things you know you learn right there um and i guess you know persevering it's you know i went in there just expecting i'm gonna learn a whole lot and this was before I took over Play With Your Food and had the, the place of my own. But I went into Play With Your Food then knowing a lot of these lessons that I might not have even thought about. Like, it's it's so important to be networked with people who understand the timing of a dinner theater and that the food does not come out while the performance happens. At the same point in time, you can't have any dead time. The second the performance ends, you know, the moment the actors are off stage. Boom, the food has to come out. There cannot be this delay. Like the right. actors are exiting the stage doors while the servers are coming in with uh, the dessert or, you know, the dinner or whatever order you happen to be serving in. Um, but there there cannot be this delay. And boom, the moment that the, the servers have taken away the food, the actors are back out on stage. There, there has got to be this two-way streak of communication there. And, um, and 
I don't, again, I don't know if that really goes into perseverance, but that was that was definitely like some lessons that I learned along the way. And you don't stop learning the lessons. It's there's always always new things to come up there. But you know what? Like honestly, Nathan, when when you when you hear that question, that that almost re, can, do you still have the question pulled up? Um, I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, because I I just got the sense when you, when you read it. Because you know we could give the we we could give the typical answer, and we have get you know when we've gotten down to one minute of the podcast, and and that question has come up before. We have given the old uh, the old antage like, oh, well, don't give up on your dreams, just don't do it. But that I mean that to me that almost sounds like somebody who how do you not give up? How to keep going when it's tough and rough? When it's tough and rough, so you know you could get the brass tacks there because that sounds like somebody has just been really like you know, kick to the curb. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was people, maybe it was circumstance. I don't know. But when you get to that level, because that's a hard level. And I know, I know we've both been there. Yes. At that one. And, and I mean, I, I honestly, I, I remember, I think we've, we've had the talk with each other. Like, I think each of us have been like, you know what, Dude, this is it. Forget this. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired. Out. I'm done. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? It's not just a, Oh, come on. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. It's like, why do I want to try again? I don't, maybe I don't want to succeed at this anymore. Maybe, maybe I've just had enough. Maybe I was not meant to do this. Maybe I, you know, can duck out now and try a different career. Yeah. You know, like maybe, maybe so. So let's, let's take that one. Um. So I would say like, you know, honestly, once you realize the point, <coughs> That for for whatever reason you're feeling down, I don't know why this person is feeling down, but you know I, I think once you hit the level that um, you've got a say in your future. Yep. Other people don't have to decide that for you. You know maybe they will if you let them, but you know they they don't have control over you, and you do have a say in the direction that you go in. What direction do you want to go in? What do you think is holding you back? And what can you do right now? Can, can you go and network with other people? Have you networked with other people? Who can help you out? Maybe you need to take a different course. Maybe it leads to the same point, but maybe you're traveling down a different road with different people traveling to the same destiny. And you know what Like, literally is so hopeful is there were there were times that you know, I, I think you just feel like a group of people has shut you down. And then everything seems so terrible until you find a new group of people that is welcoming and will open a door for you. And then, you know, all of a sudden, everything can change. Like things can change for you so fast. Things can go badly for you so fast. And things can change for the better equally fast. And I, I think it's that hope, that determination, and that just the realization that You've got to say in, yeah. in what happens. And, um, you know, you're not out of the game yet. You are only out of the game if you allow yourself to be out of the game. Well, you, you learn stuff, pick yourself up, carry on. Well, I think it's okay. And, I, and, I, and I'm, not disc- I'm not encouraging this, but the fact that they're asking this question means they're not out. They're not, they're not done. Or they wouldn't be asking that question. They'd just be like, I'm done. I think it's good that they're asking. That's the first step is going... Hey, what can I do to keep this going? I'm getting beat up. I'm defeated. The fact that they're reaching out to us is really encouraging that they're reaching out to us, asking us 
what can I do to keep that passion and keep moving forward? And I think all the advice that you were giving, Mike, is actually, I was like, preach it, brother. It was like really, really good. Um, because I think the number one thing is there is a lot of help. The fact that they're going to us too, just to give our opinions and advice, to get perspective, is what, what, what you should do. Reach out to other friends. Reach out to other networks. Like you said, I think that's a good approach to take. And there's people there that will help you or give advice. Or sometimes it's okay if your dream changes. It doesn't have to be. If you're running a theater, if you're directing, I'm not sure what they're doing. But it's okay if it, if it does change and adapt to something else. Just as long as you know and you feel like you're making the right choice and you're going to go at it full, then do it. And we've both been at, I know that we've both been at those points where, you know, we're picking ourselves up off the ground. We've sat in your and, spa and I've literally vented you before going, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. What should I do in my life? Like what direction to go? Yeah. And, and, and when you weren't venting, it was probably me venting to you, A which, which by the way, I think is why we started these podcasts. Cause we, you know, we get together just once in a while and Nathan's doing his shows out in the city of Redlands and I'm doing my shows out in the city of Hemet. And, and then, you know, we get together and just compare notes. So I was like, we, we ought to be recording these once in a while. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's perspective. And I think it is good. And sometimes it helps even me go, Oh, that would be a good approach. I, I learn a lot from these podcasts. Even when we're talking right now, I, I learn a lot and hearing perspective because we definitely have two different approaches and different even style theaters. And it's such a good thing to get different perspective and ideas. Um, and yeah. And so, and all, and all to say, like, I know that we've both been feeling that. And I think any, any person, I, you know, nobody is immune from this. Everybody is going to be feeling that low point um, at, 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 at some point, you know, whether it's sooner, whether it's later. And, and so just, you know, first you realize that you're not the only one that's ever gone through this. You're, you are in excellent company and there are people that would be very sympathetic to this and, um, and yeah, definitely willing to offer the encouragement because we know what we're going through. You know what? I also find though, like if, if at the, the, um, epitome of that low, that lowness right there, mm -hmm. that I mean, you're just like feeling it like you have never felt it before. Um, sometimes learn something new. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like all the doors have been closed on you. It's like, okay, what am I going to do? This isn't working. This isn't working. This isn't working. I'm going to try something absolutely completely new, and um, that is very freeing at times. You, you like then one piece of knowledge goes to another piece of knowledge, and and soon you can use that, and you're back in the game. You're back in the game in a way that no one has seen you before. Well, what you said is right, Mike. It's your choice. You just got to commit to what you make. And so then, yeah. And, it, and so we hope that helps. So that, that's, I guess, if we were going to encourage people to do anything, it would be go out and learn new things, network new things, think about what the next plateau will be. I mean, what will that be for you? Keep and, networking, support other people, support each other. Yes. And so uh, that's our time for today. So we want to thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Upstaging Gentleman podcast. Later. <laughs>